1: Good Tuesday morning. This is Coach Jen from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I am Christy Landwehr from Aurora, Colorado. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for this Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. And we're at episode 2601. This episode is brought to you by the Certified Horsemanship Association. Good morning, horse world.
3: Houston, we have a problem.
4: Ability equals skill plus knowledge.
3: A bad feeling
0: about this.
5: Here's a safety tip for you from the Certified Horsemanship Association.
0: Missed it by that much.
1: How can I change this to make it better the next time?
0: Help you, I can. Yes.
1: Time for training Tuesday on Horses in the Morning with the Certified Horsemanship Association. Welcome back, Christy. Third Tuesday of every month, Christy Landwehr stops by and we chit-chat about all sorts of great things. Not just training horses, but training humans, which is what makes CHA's episode each month a little bit different. We talk a little bit less about uh, teaching a horse a left lead and a lot more about teaching the human to teach the horse to do the left lead. That is correct. Yay. And uh, coming up on today's show, we're going to chat a little bit about... Uh, draw-it-out veterinary-strength liniment. That sounds like a good thing to have around your barn. And then, of course, Julie Goodnight stops by a few times a year, and she's stopping by today to talk about New Year's resolutions, as is Rochelle Pack. And she is an attorney, so she's got a slightly different take on New Year's resolutions for horse people. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But in the meantime, we need to catch up with what you've been up to since last we Mm -hmm. talked, because you are a globetrotter. What have you been doing? Well, I'll
2: tell you, I finally got to get on an airplane, and we <laughs> did go to Fort Worth, Texas, and I had to check out the National Finals Rodeo because I've seen it in Vegas, and my husband and I are like, oh, we got to go check it out in Fort Worth, so we did. We went there, and we checked it out for a couple reasons. First of all, just to know how to get back With events, because CHA does, of course, a big international conference, as most of you know about. We do regional events. Of course, we do all of our certifications. So how do we get back to those, and how do we do it safely for everybody? So it was a recon mission, and then also because I think – We're not official yet, but I think the plan is this fall to have our in-person, if we're able to do so, conference in Fort Worth. So we had a lot to kind of check out, and it was a great event. Texas did a super job with that event.
1: So Fort Worth, Texas, awesome place to go visit, horse person or not. So there's a lot going for that location in that if you want to go and attend the in-person CHA International Conference, which you can do whether you're a CHA member or not, doesn't matter, it's open to the public, um, that you can drag the whole family along and kind of make a little vacation of it if you like.
2: You can. So the Stockyards is cool and it's um very, It's like you walked into an old western town and Christian Jaworski is our vice president. She'll, she'll be the president um, of Certified Horsemanship in a couple of years, and she runs the herd there, the herd of longhorn cattle that go down the street every morning and every afternoon, 365 days a year with drovers that drive them that are all dressed in traditional costume. And it is amazing to just watch these ginormous longhorns. And if you don't understand what a longhorn is, their (laughs) horns... I mean, there is a span on there the size of a car. Yeah. I mean, their width is amazing. They can turn their head and just take the crowd out. And these drovers <laughs> have to make sure that doesn't happen. It's, it's a little NASCAR. Even though it's done at the walk and everything's chill, it's still, you have a NASCAR moment every now and then. So it's really um, just a really exciting place. There's an antique row. The American Paint Horse Association's located there. You can go in and see their museum. There's all kinds of shops along the way. I mean, it's just a cool place to go.
1: Nido-keen. Well, we will stay tuned for further developments on
2: when and where the Certified Horsemanship Association International Conference is going to be. Yes. Very excited. And then in the meantime, there's some virtual ones coming up. So United States Pony Club is having theirs virtually this year. It was going to be in St. Louis. So hopefully in the future, I really want to go up the arch one day, but they're going to have theirs virtual. So excited to be a part of that. That's in February. Just get on their website and you can see the details. And then the other one is American Camp Association. Also in February, they were going to be in New Orleans, but they're going to be virtual. And that has some great things for people. Um, And you can a la carte it and just see a day at a time. You can do the whole thing. You can do a session at a time they've really made it easy for people so hop on there and check that out too
1: there you go tons of stuff going on and uh, i think it's time for us to get a hold of our guest and then after after we chat with john about draw it out veterinary strength liniment i'm sure we'll be able to fit in what's going on Christie's life because um you've not only been traveling for work but um Sounds like things are getting back to work and back to school at home, too. And I want to hear about how that went. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we could do that a little later. No problem. Cool. All right. Cut there.
2: And we will call John. Look at us right on time. I just emailed him and said we might be a little late. So now we're going to be on time. He's going to be us. like, whoa, look at you, ladies. All
1: right. Uh, add people to the call.
2: So never mind, John. Never we're on time after, time after all.
1: After all, we're good.
2: <laughs> Christy
1: can be concise as long as I don't throw wrenches at her.
2: Yeah, I actually do all right with that. Remember, I was a television news reporter. The sponsor and advertiser had to get in, or they yelled at you. Yeah, <laughs> and you had you to, need get to in do this the commercial breaks. <laughs> That's what they said. They go, you have fifty-eight seconds to report on this. Um, not a minute, fifty-eight seconds. Got it. Fifty-eight seconds. Here we go. Oh <laughs> Ding! Wow. All right. So
1: John's ringing.
3: Hello.
2: Hi, John. This is Christy and Jen from Horses in the Morning. How are you?
3: Good. How are you?
2: Good. Is now a good time?
3: Absolutely.
2: Okay. Well, we are um, not live today. We're recorded. So this part, um, Jen will call us in when we are ready to get started. And we will dive right in. And we're so excited to have you on today. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I'm glad to be on. I sure apologize about not getting uh, everything to you as quick as I thought I would. It was uh, quite a deal down there in Texas.
2: (laughs) Oh, we're going to ask you about it on the air. We need to hear about it. So we're excited to hear about it. Well,
3: that's good.
1: Well, this this is uh, co-host and producer jennifer uh nice to meet you virtually john
3: nice to meet you too
1: we have great sound quality so that's all taken care of if the call gets dropped just sit tight we'll call you back okay
3: okay sounds good
1: okay i'm gonna count you in are you ready
2: i'm ready all right here we go three two one we are so excited to have as the sponsor for today's Certified Horsemanship Association Training Tuesday show, John Cocklin He is the creator and founder of Draw It Out Liniment. Hi,
3: John. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys today?
2: Doing well. So where are you located? What city and state are you sitting in today?
3: Well, the company's out of Logan, Utah, but I'm sitting at uh, one of our facilities to work on... Uh, Finishing up some of our production on some of our newer products, so I'm down and I'm down in Albuquerque, New Mexico today.
2: Very nice. I like it down there.
3: It's pretty. It's it's a special part of the world that's for sure. I get down here as often as I can. It's uh, I don't know. It's just something special about the Sandias and everything. Just really great place to be.
2: Well, I heard that you just came back from the Western and English Sales Association show, and that show, this is an interesting year because it was in Texas for the first time. I live in Denver, and it's always been in Denver, like for a long time, and this is the year that they moved it, so I didn't get to go, and I would love to hear how did it all work out? Where exactly was it located, and how did they make it all happen?
3: Sure. So we were, you know, I was a little bit nervous. Anytime you go to a new facility, you get a little, you get a little something in the pit of your stomach that says, man, I wonder what kind of show this was. But the city of Dallas really did a great job. Uh, We were down there in the World Trade Center just off Simmons Freeway. Uh, So it's a massive 14, 15 story building and they had Wisa cut between the 11th and the 14th floor. We were on the 11th floor, and I was just shocked. We had gone to WISA there in Denver for a long, long time, and it was almost as if the city, the doubt—you know—they figured out everything that was going—it maybe not so great in Denver—and ironed out all the kinks. We were up on the 11th floor. Uh, but we were able to set up and tear down very, very quickly, even faster than we ever were in Denver. And the the way they drew people in was phenomenal. They just kept everything moving really, really smooth. Uh, everything went great. And really for a, uh, whatever, uh, excuse me, a a change of venue and in the middle of a pandemic, uh, we've never had a better visa, So it was really encouraging for what's coming uh, for the rest of the year.
2: Okay, that is great. And can you explain for those listeners that might not know what that is exactly um who's there and what kind of vendors go and how it all works?
3: Sure. So um, this is my understanding of it, so I may be a little goofy on it, but uh it's all of the manufacturing uh, brands and, and companies that, that produce the products that, that you use every day. They go and set up, and then all the buyers from different trade uh, tax stores, Western stores, chain stores, all over the country, they come down and they find the new products that they want to stock throughout the, the, throughout the rest of the year. Everybody's kind of deb- debuting their new stuff or, or showing you stuff that they may not stock already before. Really pretty cool deal.
2: Yes, I've always enjoyed it. I just go in as you know a person for the day just to kind of walk around and see everything, and it's been good. So I'll have to get down there to Dallas now that they've moved it one year. That would be great. So, John, what made you, as one of the manufacturers that was there at the show, um, what made you start Draw It Out Liniment? Tell us the backstory on that.
3: Sure. So I spent uh, a long time. I grew up with horses. I should start there. My parents always had them. And, uh, back in the early eighties, my mom started a little tax store that we'd run around the different trade shows and whatnot. in, and that's kind of where I cut my teeth in the horse industry so, industry. so I've been around, I've never been much of a showman, but, uh, at least I tried. So I found myself working in a tax store through my teenage years, through my twenties. Uh, and you know, you learned all the products that you ever could. We carried just about everything you could imagine. And when you get to these trade shows, you would, you know help people make good decisions on what they needed for their horses and you could get feedback and tell what they were enjoying what they weren't were you know what they didn't like what they were using what they wouldn't use and so on and so forth and as we progressed you realized that the that one shelf of liniments nobody was in love with anything everything had a downfall either it was too smelly or they didn't like that would stain their horse or they were afraid to let the barn help use it because you can burn, you can really injure your horse as much as you can help your horse by using a liniment improperly. So after getting all that feedback, uh, we started looking at the marketplace and said, how can we build a better mousetrap? So we came, uh, we spent about two years developing the, the formulas and we finally got it right to where we had a product that, um, was safe and effective and easy to use we really wanted to create something that not only would work but it was safe enough that uh if your kids got a hold of the bottle or if you weren't maybe uh supervising some barn help it would still be able to be used without a whole lot of worry you know it's kind of funny we've actually got a little bit of an inside joke that uh i don't know if i should say but it's 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 it's, it's I promise it's all in good fun. We we, we set out to, to create a product that was safe enough even a team roper could use it. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so that's kind of where we started. I like started. it now. Could,
2: Is it the header or yeah. the healer that can use it, though, John? I mean, let's really get yeah, into let's get it. Yeah, let's drill down a little bit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, there's um. no comment on that one. <laughs>
5: Oh that's
3: great. So yeah that's really where we started and that's that's what led us into what we're doing now just trying to make sure that we help some help create something that was safe and
0: effective.
2: So for those that might not know, because, you know, liniment is not used by everyone, right? Um, And different people don't use it because maybe they just don't know. Could you explain to people what liniment's kind of purpose is, how it is used, what ingredients are in yours that make it safer so that you're not worried about, um, you know, people putting it on improperly? Could we go a little bit deeper into
3: that? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. So liniment's really great. You can use it before, during, or after uh, training competition. It's It's a great way to help your horses feel their best. It it helps remove any type of swelling or soreness you get uh, just from overexertion. You know, we have a lot of people in the Western pleasure industry that'll use it when they're at these week or two week long shows when their horses are stalled up that may not be used to be installed Uh, extended standing, you know, they'll get sore from that. So you can just rub those legs down, uh, back, shoulders, rear ends. Wherever you feel like they're getting some soreness, this will go on and help. The you know, liniment's really great for help dissipating soreness like that. Uh, we make it in two different varieties. We make it in a spray, a concentrated spray, which is great for spraying back, shoulders, rear ends down like that. Uh, you can just spray it on and let it dry. It dries with no oily or greasy residue, so you're not going to worry about your tack slipping. And if you are showing your horses, you're not going to get any kind of uh, film or residue on the hair coat. The gel version is really great for spot applications in legs. So if you're getting sore tendons or knees or, or anywhere in like that, you can just put it right in your hand. No rubber gloves required. Rub your horse's legs down, and it really helps freshen them up. And like I say, you can do that before as a little bit of a preventative measure, and then you can do it again afterwards Just uh, try to help keep them refreshed overnight. The nice thing about our products is... Uh, it's a proprietary mineral blend based around an Epsom salts profile. So everything in there that's going to help with those problems is natural. Um, the other really great thing is our products are sensation free. Uh, so when you put them on, it's not going to heat, cool, or tingle. Those things are all in, if you ever reach for the icy hot, those are stuff uh, that's in products for our, our minds. It's almost like it's a psychological trick. Those products do work really, really well but our human brains need to feel that tingle or smell that smell to know something's working. It just reminds us, it's a, it's just like a little psychological reminder that says, Hey, you know, you're feeling better. And the horses really don't need that. So we left all of that stuff out. We actually have just a clear odorless gel that you can put on or a spray and it works really, really well. You know, they don't need that. And uh, part of the reason why we left that out too is that, No matter what other type of therapeutic products you're going to use, whether it be ice boots or ceramic boots that heat, you're never going to be counterintuitive with any of those other therapeutic products. And also, you're never going to build up enough heat uh, to burn or blister your horse by using our products in conjunction with those.
2: Very good explanation. So um, what are some of your new products that you guys um, have? Um, I don't cut
1: uh, there. The I clip. don't. Hang uh, on one second, uh, Christy. You just got really, really quiet.
0: Oh, sure.
3: <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. All
1: right. Let's see if, if Christy comes back.
2: But, hold on. Hello. There. Now you're back. There hey, you are. And I just muted myself on Skype so you guys wouldn't hear the phone. And then when I unmuted, it came back all low. I, I apologize. We had to stop. Sorry. No
1: worries. Um, your, no,
4: you're your, all right.
3: Your,
1: yeah, your, your volume's still not quite right. How about, about now? Nope. Um, count and turn your microphone on and off. One, two,
2: three. Seven, yep, eight. we've got your mic on. Okay.
1: Go to your Skype settings and tell it to not automatically adjust volume.
2: I, and now I'm Skype once a month. That is. <laughs>
1: There's always a technical difficulty here or there. Too many moving parts.
3: Especially if I'm involved. I seem to, I seem to have <laughs> oh, bad luck with all that stuff. You, do you have bad technical
1: jo- <laughs> mojo? Yeah.
3: That's right. Yeah. Must be the metal plate in my head. I it, always see, say.
1: some people have that. I get it. I understand.
3: <laughs>
1: it's not your fault. Don't take it personally.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh.
1: Nope. Still can't quite hear you, Christy.
2: Hey, well, you're going to have to guide me, Jen. So I'm on audio and video. Automatically adjust microphone settings is on.
1: We turn that off. Off.
2: But you still can't hear me.
1: Yeah. um, Hmm. Best way to solve this problem is to hang up on everybody and start the call anew. Okay. Okay. So that's what I'm going to (whistles) do. All right. It's going to be one of those kind of calls. hello oh geez can't he hear you again what's going on um can you
2: hear me all right let me unplug
1: yeah try unplug and replug okay i did that oh, now you're back
2: okay so weird okay there you go it, right, hey awesome like i said it's just the the machinery does whatever it darn well pleases it's okay john's interview is going great and you have the magic of editing so i'm not concerned
1: no we'll be fine
2: Um, And again, the other speakers don't care if we're five minutes late or whatever. So let's not stress about that. Yeah.
1: Okay, we'll go over here, change mouses over here.
2: Sorry about that, because then that makes you have to restart everything, re-record everything. It's a pain in the butt. We normally do well and go all the way through. I apologize. Mm -hmm. I'll just let the phone ring next time.
1: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I was trying to be all cool. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, just hit the no button.
2: Yes. Well, I think what I'll do next time, I'll just turn off my mic and back on. Because when I tried to mute it is when that happened. Yeah.
1: Now, turning your mic on and off will sometimes make a little click noise. Yeah. But, you know, life goes
2: on. That might be better than this, though. Okay. Sorry. Because unplugging my phone and plugging it back in is a very convoluted task. And everyone says, just do that. It's like, yes. A little bit harder than that. Yeah. All the wires... Yeah, it's a little yeah. harder than that. Yeah. Okay, so John's ringing. We'll get him started again. Do you
1: remember where you were at? I oh, hope. yeah. Good. I'll count you back in when
2: he's back on. That'd be perfect. We actually ended at a perfect spot. Oh.
1: All right. We've got Christy back. We've got John back. And you can hear me now. Yes, and we can
2: hear you. Now.
1: Yeah. Yay. <laughs> all right. I will count you all back in, okay? And Christy's going to okay. start out.
2: I will. Sounds good. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. So, John, what are some of your new products that you're going to have out on the market?
3: Sure. So, you know, it's actually kind of funny that we're on the New Year's resolution uh, episode because we spent... Last year was, you know, it was crazy for everyone. So uh, once we started kind of seeing the writing on the wall with this uh, trade shows and being able to do kind of a lot of stuff that we normally would do in a normal year, uh, it wasn't necessarily a New Year's resolution, but we made a resolution that we were going to get back in the lab and really try to hammer out some really great new products. Uh, so this year, you're going to see just a whole bunch of really great stuff coming out. We created an Equibrace uh, towards the end of last year. That's It's really going strong right now. Uh, the Master Mud will also have a few other variants of that coming out for some more sensitive skinned horses. We just launched a Rapid Relief Cream, which is great for skin irritations, abrasions, uh, rain rot, <clears throat> uh, all kinds of really great... Uh, ingredients in there. We've also, at WISA this last week, we launched a stall cleaner, which you'll see on the market in about 10 days. And then in the spring, we've got an all-natural fly repellent coming out, a hoof conditioner, um, and a whole bunch of really great stuff. So it's really... Really exciting times right now. We've we've really we've really hit a home run on some of these products. I think, anyways, and uh, it's going to be fun to see how everybody likes it. All of our beta testers so far have have just had rave reviews, especially on the stall cleaner. Uh, it's a really neat product. It's got a bioenzymatic in it, so it actually goes in and eats the proteins that cause a lot of the issues that you have Woo-hoo! when you're at the uh, shows and whatnot. Yeah, so it's a really really exciting thing.
2: <laughs> Sounds like Jen's going to be buying some. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> awesome. A new customer sold. Oh, no,
1: nothing oh. Nothing cranks me more than using a something that's, that's supposed to be cleaning a stall. And all it does is make soap bubbles and make it smell
2: like lavender. That's not cleaning. Right. There you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Very good. So what is next for Draw It Out as a whole? It sounds like, oh, my gosh, it's just moving along, and you have so many exciting things coming up.
3: That's right. Yeah, we're just going to continue to try to – Pay attention to what uh, our customers are telling us. We've uh, we've got some, like I said earlier, we've got some really good products. We've actually redeveloped one of our one of our plus line of products that had uh, a CBD in it in years gone by, but with the way the USCF and FEI have uh, reacted to that. We've decided to disband the CBD product and replace it with some other really, really great natural products uh, or, excuse me, ingredients that will not only give you the same type of benefits as we were getting with the CBD um, the formula, probably better now, uh, but will also be like our original formulas that are USCF and FEI compliant. So those should be launching pretty soon. And we've also got an offshot. Uh, of our products coming soon for um, grooming supplies we've got a really great show conditioner a detangler um, really really fun stuff coming up so hopefully hopefully it's more of the same for us coming forward as new products and then just continuing to uh, try to make sure that we're listening to our customers and providing as best natural based products as we can to the consumer
2: John, you are so smart to have um, a pulse on the equine industry, like when you're mentioning what the rules are in the different organizations that, you know, you, your clients show their horses in and saying, oh, we better not do that anymore until they figure that out. We're going to do this instead. That's just that's really smart. So well, thank over- you. That's, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, no, I just was going to say that, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are without our customers. Uh, that's what we try to hang our hat on uh, with all of us. When we very first started, we just had a spray. And um, everybody needed a gel. So we went to the gel. So it's really, we're really blessed to have some champions out there that are helping us uh, really keep that pulse, keep our finger on the pulse. And, and listening to the feedback that a customers providing year over year, it's really been a, a wonderful thing to have people as engaged with our brand as they have been.
2: And what I found out, this is so neat, they, um, for those of you that are looking, it's D, capital D, and then lowercase I, and then a big O. And I like that you branded yourself like that because it sticks out a little bit, and it's good, and then that way, Draw It Out isn't just liniment, it's going to be so much more. So, can you tell your listeners how they find out more? What is your website, your social media, wh- where do they go to find you?
3: Sure. So, it's real easy. Our website is Draw It Out. Uh, usa.com or you can get to it by drawliniment.com all of our social media facebook instagram is under draw it out usa uh, you can we can jump on there we're on twitter instagram facebook you name it
2: very good and i just want to end with a question i kind of jumped around a little bit but i think this is really probably one of the most important questions john why do you do what you do
3: Sure. So our, our focus, you know, we have a little internal focus, but we we care for horses. That's that's where we're at. You know, we do have a little bit of a dog line in our products, but uh, we understand the value uh, that horses can bring to life and how they can teach us so much as far as uh, responsible living and just caring for something else that's greater than yourself. So really, what what led us down the uh, the rabbit hole to, be, to start this company, like I said, is just, just to make sure that we can do the best that we can do to try to help care for horses out there and make your job being their hero just a little bit easier.
2: John, I love that. And thank you so much for being on the show. I am excited. I'm going to get on um, and about some of these products for my school horses because you know school horses work hard and I know we talk a lot about competition horses and things like this but boy a good old school horse like one of mine the other day had to work two hours and he's like wait a second the quarter ran out at the Walmart horse I'm only supposed to go an hour and he kept going (laughs) to the gate going to the gate thank goodness his second rider was strong enough to keep him off the gate but and so after he was done you know it's good Mm -hmm. to give them um, some liniment a little bit of rub down help him out a little bit so I'm going to have to try out your stuff thank you so much for being on the show today
3: oh thank you guys for having me
2: and cut right there
3: all right very good
2: john well we appreciate you and we'll send you a copy of this recording that you can use however you want
3: all right well that sounds good i'm sure glad thankful you guys had me on there and if there's anything else that comes up that we can work on in the future boy keep us in mind
2: all right yeah i definitely will thanks john we'll talk soon bye-bye
3: all right thank you guys Bye.
2: All right, um,
1: why don't we record a quick transition reset, and then we'll call Julie?
2: Yeah, I just told her we'd be about five, so she' cool. she's calm. Perfect. Yeah. Go here
1: three, two, one. Fascinating conversation, really. Yes, and I loved his deep voice. He has a good radio voice. <laughs> he does have a great radio voice. <laughs> yes. I was thinking there's a future co host, yeah, right? right? Yeah, uh, you like, can wow. give him a call. Very oh, interesting. And great. um interesting point of view, interesting mission statement for that for that group. Yeah.
2: Yes, I love that. I love that they're really looking at, um, you know, the benefits to the horse and kind of the welfare of the horse is a big part of what he does. And I loved his background that he kind of grew up in tax stores. So he grew up seeing what was selling and what wasn't selling and where there was a need. He just didn't randomly throw his hat in the ring. You know, he really felt like there was a need and it seems to be working. So that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. And speaking of mission statements, the mission statement of the CHA is changing lives through safe experiences with horses. So tell everybody... Um where they can find out more about the Horsemanship is the Certified Horsemanship Association what kind of cool info y'all have
2: Yes yeah, so it's just a cha.horse so no.com .horse, which is pretty cool and when you go there um go into the education tab if you're new to our site cuz under the education tab you're going to see our streaming video service our free YouTube channel with all of our safety videos um Oh, our webinars, we have all kinds of articles on there, blogs, the free information just goes on and on, some you do have to pay for. But overall, it's basic horsemanship on the ground and in the saddle, everything For English, Western, driving, vaulting, just a variety of topics. And it's good for everyone that has a horse. I mean, it really is. Um, There's just a lot of really solid information on there. And that's what we do. We want to share it with you. So please check it out.
1: Check it out. Well, there we go. And speaking of good information, it's time for us to get a hold of Julie Goodnight. Cut there.
2: That was good. I liked how you used the good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every once uh-huh.
2: in a while, I come up with a good one. All right. Um, <coughs> I'm so used to doing the live show and I feel like I'm just better at that because the live show, we just flow along. We never have to have any issues.
1: <laughs> and the only reason we have to do cuts is because when I dial people, right. it makes noise. Correct. You know? yep. um, makes sense. And at the one show I did, I was able to get skype to not make the dialing noise but sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not so
2: yeah no yeah. no big deal yeah
1: i did one a couple weeks back oh dang we didn't have any cuts not a single one the whole way through the show
2: that's why we go from 10 to 11 30 because it gives us lots of playroom
1: uh-huh no need to rush all right give truly a call um dial pad i'm gonna call the united states we're going to call Julie 719. Ah, that's interesting. 539 9, 8971. 8971. 8971. See, there I was able to get it to not make noise. Yeah, right. was she's ringing. Okay.
2: Good morning. Hey, Julie, it's Christy and Jen on today. Sorry, uh, can you hear me now? We hear you. Okay. Uh, My earbuds weren't on. I thought they were on. No problem. It's uh, Christy and Jennifer today, Julie, and we're not live, so no worries. We're going to count you in here in just a second. (laughs) Yeah, no Glenn right now. No Glenn today. But not because of illness or darkness or sadness, because he's out running errands. So that's that's right. That's right.
5: Well, <laughs> well, I guess we know what his priorities are.
2: <laughs> That's all right. I like working with Jen better. So there, Glenn. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I had
1: I had a choice of doing the CHA show with y'all or taking the truck and the trailer into the hitch repair shop. Easy for me. Yeah, that was <laughs> way more
2: fun. Way more fun. Well, good.
1: We're good. Now... Um, Julie, do we have you on your cell phone? What you, what what setup are you using here?
5: Yes, I'm on my cell phone. I had my ear fancy earbuds in, but for some reason they're not coming on, so I just abandoned ship.
1: Okay, are you using, like, a, okay? are you on speakerphone? Yes. Yes, uh, you sound a little bit like you're inside of an empty feed bucket. Would you be able to just turn the speakerphone okay. off?
5: Let me... Um, Right. That's why I have these expensive earbuds. And no they worked great yesterday on. when you called me, Julie. They were. I great. know.
2: Yeah.
5: I don't know but if they're going are not a big rush. Night.
2: Don't worry because we're not live. If yeah, you want to no play with them a sec. Okay.
5: Yeah. Oh, I know what they've done. They've connected. No, I'm like, hang on just a second. Let me see if I can get them to connect. Sure. Here. <clears throat>
2: we're going to have technical stuff, it's always good to have it when we're not live, right? That's correct. So, that is
1: correct.
2: Okay, it says connecting. We can be the guinea pigs for your new tech, Julie. Yeah, fancy schmancy new gear. Connect.
5: Connecting. Oops, connecting to something
1: else now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to give up on that. There you go. It's, connecting to, your, it's connecting to your truck right now. <laughs>
5: Well, yeah, probably. Um,
3: Sorry, let me get back to the right screen.
1: Okay, how's this sound? Uh, Count to five for me, if you would. One, two, three, four, five. Yay, there we go. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll count you all in, okay?
2: Okay, and then I'll start by introducing you, Julie. Okay, hang on
5: one second. Sorry, the dog was going to bark. I had to get her in. (laughs)
1: good catch okay all right red eye here we go three two one
2: we are so excited to have julie goodnight on next she is horse trainer clinician social influencer and tv producer Um, of course you can find a lot more information about her at juliegoodnight.com and she also i always have to introduce her as a dear friend of mine the one that certified me Um, And the one that basically got me the job. If I didn't meet Julie through American Youth Horse Council, we sat on that board a long time ago when I worked for the Arabian Horse Association, I never would have even known about CHA. So love her from that perspective um, and just so glad that she's a part of CHA as our spokesperson. So hi, Julie, how are you?
5: I'm doing great and thank you for that warm welcome. And yeah, we, we go way back, don't we? Oh boy, It every year it's way back, a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, let's not think about that. We're looking forward, Uh not back.
2: That's right. That is correct. So how is everything in Salida today?
5: Well, it's very white and cold and snowy outside, but we're, we're still, you know, hovering on this drought situation, so nobody can complain about snow. Nobody complains about snow around here because... It's uh, it's important to our lifeblood, you know. It's the, from skiing to whitewater rafting to irrigating hay fields. We depend on the snowfall. Uh, not to mention um, the wildfires uh, containment. So it's snowy and cold, but it's a good day to be inside by the
2: fire and um, yeah, and, and do some inside work. Well, and for those that don't know, Salida, Colorado is at the base of Monarch, um, which is a lovely mountain to go ski, and it's just a really great area. It's pretty far from me, though. It's the other side of the hill from us. Well, what are you from Denver? About a four, three hour? What are you from us? It's it's about two and a half, three hours. Today, yeah.
5: it might be three and a half, four hours if you right. got there. But uh, <laughs> With yeah, we're way up in the mountains, and we're at a higher altitude, so winters are long and cold and dark. I'm very grateful to have a toasty passive solar heated indoor arena, which keeps us um, riding all winter long, which is fabulous. So yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And um, you know, it is January, so we can't expect it to be summer outside. So we just take every day as it comes. Yesterday, actually, we were riding outdoors. uh, The the field had completely melted off, so we were, you know, trotting around the field, grass, dead grass. But and today everything's white.
2: Well, and Julie, you always have a new project. Can you tell us about the Clydesdales and how they all came into your life? For those of you that follow Julie, that those images have been great. So, can you tell us more about that? Sure. Well, as as many people
5: know, you know, twenty. 2020 was a devastating year in so many ways, and not the least of which here in Colorado was that we were just ravaged with fires in the fall, and um, including uh, two of the fires are now the largest two fires in our state's history, and they just consumed a massive amounts of um, forested land in northern Colorado. And they highly threatened the, the ranch that is near and dear to my heart where I do a lot of clinics called the Sea Lazy U Ranch up in Granby, Colorado. The, I do clinics there four times a year and they have a herd of about 200 head of horses, more or less, uh, all riding horses that they uh, keep for year-round use in their um, guest ranch operations. The herd of 200 first of all, my clinic was canceled. I was supposed to be up there the very weekend the fires moved through. Um, uh, thankfully, the the ranch did not burn down. The, the fires went completely around the ranch, but they were able to save the ranch with some, some very strategic firefighting and flooding of fields and the like. And Uh, but the head of 200, the herd of 200 horses had to be evacuated, not once, but twice.
1: And
4: yeah,
5: they evacuated to the center of the valley, far from the forest edges and thinking surely that was safe. And then, um, things changed and winds blew and the horses had to be evacuated, um, clear to the front range of Colorado, the Denver area. And, um, So it's no easy feat to move 200 head of horses. These horses never travel, so the ranch had no trailers for 200 horses. So it was an incredible community effort, and uh, both moving, moving, evacuating the horses twice, and then moving them back to the ranch. But in the process, because I'm up there so much, I happen to know. The ranch acquires new horses, of course, every year to keep their string um, populated. And this year they had bought some draft horses from Tennessee from a a, uh, horse dealer that they get most of their horses from. And they bought, I don't know, seven or eight horses to come into their riding program. These were mature, broke horses um, that would be ultimately worked into the dude string. And one of them was this beautiful Clydesdale mare named Joy. And unbeknownst to anyone along the way, she was pregnant. And they got her in March last year, and she foaled October 1st. So it was, um, shall we say, an unplanned pregnancy. The ranch had no way of dealing with a baby. This baby was born three weeks before the fire started. So he was evacuated twice um, with the herd. They were, the mare and the baby were secluded in corrals, of course, the, not just lumped in with the 200 horses. But after the uh, second evacuation, I realized that was an untenable management situation for the ranch. So I volunteered to come get the mare and the baby and let them winter here at my place. And so I'm looking out the window at him right now. He was four weeks old when he came here. He's not quite four months old now. He We just graduated him to a regular horse-sized halter yesterday. He Whoa. never wore a weanling halter. Whoa. He wore, wore a yearling halter when he was first born, and and now he's into a regular horse size. So I imagine we'll be moving up to that draft size uh, by the time he's a yearling. But he's uh, he is just been so much fun. He, you know, he's in the pen right outside my window. And we have just had so much fun watching this baby grow up and and uh I I've not have not worked closely with draft horses in my career. I've been around them, but I've certainly never um you know had them at my place or or been around foals. So it's been a really fun project for me. And uh I mostly work with mature riding horses, not little babies. And uh, I miss that, and and so it's fun to have a baby around. But like, truly spoken, like a grandparent, I'm gonna be glad to see them leave <laughs> when they go back to their home
2: at the Sea Lady U Ranch. That is an awesome story. Well, I just wanted to hear the whole background on that. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. I think it's great. You always have good projects going on. So yeah. our topic today is New Year's resolutions, because here we are in January. So what is your philosophy on New Year's resolutions, Julie?
1: Well,
5: I'm not sure everyone knows this about me, Christy, but I actually have a pretty big philosophy on New Year's resolutions. I love them. I look forward to them. I make numerous ones. I keep most of them. You know, the good thing about making a lot of them is if you drop a few, you're still okay. Okay. Um, my philosophy is, is kind of in depth. I, I have a, you know, to me, New Year's resolutions are simply goal setting, let's be honest, or at least that's what it is for me. And January 1st to me brings, um, a sort of freshening, a new start. It's a, it's a block of time, 12 months that we can put our fingers on and, and, put, wrap our mind around and it's a good time to look forward and and kind of think about um who I wanna be. And so I'm I um I think there are ways to make New Year's resolutions very successful. Um one of them is to make sure it's something I want, I wanna do, or I wanna be, or um something that makes me happy or good or better. So my philosophy is, you know, it's kind of like putting something on your to-do list, you know, you're going to do anyway, and then scratching it off. It's like, so I always make sure my resolutions are really something I want to do, truly want to. And, and that is an achievable goal, you know, um, something that is within my grasp. I don't have to drastically change everything about my life in order to accomplish it, um, but something I could realistically do. Um, and so then, And then finally, I want to make sure that the the goals or the resolutions that I set are fun and easy. So I'm not trying to sort of reinvent myself or make myself into somebody I'm not. I just want to, it's kind of how I've approached my business and approached really my life and even my recreation and my personal passions is I just want to be a little bit better. What's the next thing? You know, so I approach my my goal, my New Year's resolutions, that way, and I always make numerous resolutions um, in in different areas of my life. And so, I always make a personal betterment resolution. And uh, to be honest, uh, well, let me back up and say, I I'm all over my resolutions for a long time. I I have right now I have a couple of resolutions that I've already set in my mind, but I have other ones I'm really mulling over because I want to choose the right one. And also, you know, all of the things I just mentioned, I want to make sure it's something I can commit to, to accomplishing and I want to set a resolution that I don't accomplish. So, um, personal betterments one, I'm not sure where I'm going to go on that this year. Um, better health is something, you know, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be. And I, you know, I've been blessed with excellent health my entire life. This is the sound of me knocking on wood. And, um, however, uh, last year I'll give you an example of, of what I would do last year. I was way overdue for, going to the doctor. I don't have any illness. I don't take any medications and and therefore it's really easy not to go to the doctor. And turned out I hadn't been for like seven years. And you know, (laughs) they shred your files if you're not there for that long. (laughs) uh, I don't know if they really shred them, but they're in the deep, dark recesses of their office. And, you know, so I was passed due for a mammogram uh, and my sister had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. And, um, so I made my health resolutions to be, to, um, go to my doctor to make sure he didn't fire me as a patient to get a mammogram and to get the colonoscopy that I was past due on getting. And you know what? I did it all. It took me the entire year. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, of course, COVID was a, a part of that. <laughs> and by the way, I picked a good year because telemedicine is the bomb. I, you know, I, I would go to the doctor much more often <laughs> via telemedicine. Um, so anyway, I, I, I do, I do, I usually do a New Year's resolution regarding um, the environment. I try to be a better steward of the environment every year. Last year, my goal was to reduce the amount of, uh, print printing we did in the office. Um, and we did uh, by a lot and that's great. It's, that's almost really more a frame of mind than an actual, you know, activity. But if you, so the environmental new year's resolutions are great because you, it makes you make a shift, you know, whether it's something like do better at recycling or, um do some trash pickups. I did that for for a resolution years ago and we still do it almost every day when we hike uh is trash pickups. So that kind of stuff I usually make a professional one. Um this year I've already decided what my professional New Year's resolution is going to be. And that is to not be so reliant on email and text and to just pick up the phone and call somebody when you need to talk to them. (laughs) And, um, so that's my resolution to, to to use the phone more and, uh, texting less. And, um, you know, I even sometimes make a recreational, uh, actually, let's be honest. I always make a recreational one because why not? I mean, you know, that's a great New Year's resolution. What do I want to do this year that I haven't done before? That's really super fun. And, um, not sure what I'm going to do this year, last year. I thought I was going to do rollerblading, but I ended up doing paddleboarding. So it's my resolution. I reserve the right to change it as I see fit. (laughs) So I accomplished paddleboarding. So this year, maybe I'll go back to rollerblading. We'll see. Um, So yeah, I do a household one. I cleaned out the pantries last year. One year I did uh, consume everything in the freezer um, for a new year's resolution. So um, so yeah, so as you can see, my philosophy is quite in depth. And I, so you picked the right
2: person for this show. That is so funny as we did not plan that. This was just, uh, this happened. So there you go. That was, we didn't that plan it. it at all. And I knew that would uh, kind of
5: come as a surprise to you when you asked me. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. And, you know, I, I also, you know, think it's important to, uh, help people for us riding instructors and, and horse trainers, barn managers. I, I think it's important not only to set your own goals and and uh, just one or two, you know, you know, you don't have to, like I said, remodel entire your entire existence, but one or two goals. And I think it's really important to ha- to help your students set goals. And so New Year's is a great time, particularly for those of us that are in the winter climates, the cold climates, where less riding activities are going on in the winter. Um, why not work on some goal setting and planning? And and um, you know the students I work with are all well. Now that I haven't been doing so much traveling to clinics lately. I'm the students I work with are mostly online students because I have an online training program and um, I do personalized coaching with my students online. So the goals I see them setting there have a lot to do with, um, well, obviously, confidence is always a huge one, maybe the number one. I want, I'm working to improve my confidence this year. Um, sometimes that has a specific manifestation, like I want to. Be comfortable cantering, or I want to be comfortable, um, you know, riding my horse out by, by away from the barn by himself. Or, um, but for a lot of my online students, I've noticed that their number one goal is just to ride more. And I always encourage that goal, of course, but I encourage them to make it a reasonable goal. If you're, you know, Riding two days a week now and you think that's not enough, just make your goal be three days a week, not seven. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so I think that's important for us as riding instructors
2: to help our students create their goals as well. I agree. And I think that um, New Year's resolutions is great for us to be able to have for our horses and our barn and our staff and what have you and ourselves. But then also being able to impart that if we are instructors to our clients um, is also a super idea. So what are some of the kinds of resolutions that you think our listeners might think about in regards to their barn management and their overall horse management that might come into play? Well, first
5: of all, let me say that I think us riding instructors and horse trainers are probably far better at helping our students set those goals and resolutions than we are doing them ourselves. I would and agree. So I do think that just like we, you know, teach our students to never blame the horse and to always know that there's probably something you could have done better as a rider or as a handler of that horse. Um it's the same thing for us personally, um, not only in personal development, more of the things I was just talking about for myself, but in professional development as well, you know, the day you reach status quo, uh, just sit back on your laurels and stop trying to improve is, is the day you start going out of business and become obsolete. So there's always a lot there. Um, but again, I think, I think, you know, just taking it in small chunks. I've, I've been in business for myself now for over 30 years and I've come a long way from being a one woman training, boarding, trail ride operation to what I do today. Uh, But it's been by taking very small steps every year. I've never planned my business for grandiose accomplishments. I've always just tried to grow a little bit in certain areas that I wanted to grow in every year. Um, So I was thinking through, okay, you know, what about barn management? That's, that's, that's something we all do that everyone involved with actually having live horses in some ways involved in barn management and all the way up to the highest levels in our industry, people running, these elite operations. Um, so I I just had to think about myself and, and my operation. I've already set a, a New Year's resolution there, and we're well into it, and that was to clean out our blanket storage area, which, you know, by the way, what comes with heavy winter and high altitude is a lot of horse blankets. <laughs> and, you know, our horses have each have three or four blankets to get them through the year, different weight, shapes, and sizes. And um so and over the years, that 30 years of being a business, you accumulate a lot of ratty blankets. So we're cleaning them out, discarding the the hopeless ones, washing them, isolating the ones for repair and what repairs they need, and then organizing and storing the rest of them. So I think uh you know there's so much to think about in barn management, but just just finding one corner or area of your operation is a really good place to start. You don't have to um, eat the whole elephant, as we say. Just just start with one little corner. So so that's my corner. Um, and I was thinking about horse trainers, and you know, for a lot of us, my definitely for myself, we wear all of these hats. I am the barn manager, the instructor, and the trainer, and the owner, and you know, the rider. And so, um, but for, for many of us, it's, it's the, the one and the main thing we do, like, you know, you can be a horse trainer and that's really all you do. You train clients as you need to, but you primarily train horses. And I was thinking about my, all my horse trainer friends, what we all have in common. And you might recognize this in one of the, uh, personal resolutions I spoke of earlier, but I think a good new year's resolutions for most horse trainers would be to think about staying in better communication with their clients. Um, communication, you know, us horse trainers are really good at communicating with horses, but not always very good at communicating professionally And um, I'm not sure all horse owners know how much everybody else makes fun of them for that. You know, we laugh about, oh, yeah, but he's a horse trainer. He'll never call you back. Um, So I think communication, and, and Christy, I know you'll remember, when I was heavily involved with new program development with CHA and we were working on the site accreditation program, we surveyed, I personally sent out a survey to over 200 large horse operations in the US and Canada and we had an incredible return rate on the survey and it, and one of the questions was what do you think is the number one most important skill in a barn management barn manager and something like 80% of the surveys came back with one word communication there you go do you remember that yes so we made that, in fact, a very central part of our site accreditation program. So anyway, that's a lofty goal, and it can start small by just saying I'm going to, you know, make sure I return messages or check my messages when I come in for lunch or something, you know. So um, for us writing instructors, I wanted to put in a little plug for an article that I wrote um, for the CHA Magazine that'll be coming out uh, this spring. And it's a lengthy article that Jennifer Paulson, our new editor, helped um, thankfully helped me uh, edit it up and get it really put together nicely, I think. Um, But I think it contains a really great New Year's resolution for writing instructors because it is an article about helping frustrated students learn better and how we, um, resolve frustration in the rider and, um, but in particular, there's a whole section of the article about meta learning and meta learning uh, for those, if you can't wait for the article, just Google meta learning, M E T A learning. And it, it just meta learning means learning about learning. And I think that for us riding instructors, we spend a lot of time perfecting our skills on the horse and riding and, and developing riders. And we could probably pay a little bit more attention to the actual science of learning because teaching riding is no different than teaching school or teaching history or teaching, um, you know, mechanics or whatever. So, um, so, so put that on your new year's resolution list to to get the CHA magazine and read that article and to, to learn more about learning, how your students learn. So um, those, are the, those were the main uh, thoughts that came to mind. Of course, I can't set New Year's resolutions for you. Only you can do that. Um, but I think we can, um, if you're not in the habit of, of goal setting and New Year's resolutions, you know, start small. Just pick something you know you're going to do anyway. And um, it's fun. Achievement is fun. And if it's a goal that makes you a little bit better, um, whether that's weight loss or get in better shape or any of those things, um, do it. Just start small. And, and if you do it right and it's fun and you achieve, then next year you're going to do a little bit more. And then for you know, by the time you get to be my age, you're doing like 10, 12 resolutions <laughs> a year. So, So that's my take on it.
2: Julie, I'm so happy we had you on the show today for this topic. Those are all such good ideas. And for those that don't know exactly where to find you, where's the best place? What's your website again? And how about some social media platforms?
5: Sure. Well, you can find uh, my website is juliegoodnight.com and and pretty much everything uh, you'd want to know is there. Uh, We are very active on our Facebook page, which is Julie Goodnight Horsemanship and it's um it's fun you'll you'll meet the Clydesdale family there and we we do a lot of posting on a daily basis about uh life here on the farm and and what i'm up to and um of course insta twitter all the others at uh, julie goodnight um you can find us there as well and uh, yeah we encourage everybody to, if you're if you're stuck and static status quo and you're writing or you're teaching and you want to develop yourself there, uh, check out my online training
2: programs at juliegoodnight.com. And for everyone that's listening, Wednesday, the 17th of February, Julie's going to be on at noon Eastern for our CHA member chat, and it is live for CHA members, and then we do record it, and for members and non-members, it's available on our website after the fact. So we're very excited to have her on for that as well. So thank you, Julie, for being on today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me and Happy New Year's. Happy New Year.
1: Fascinating. See, I'm motivated. That was very motivating. I like it.
2: That's good. Yeah.
1: Cool. And speaking of motivating, we're going to move right along and get a hold of our next guest, Rochelle Pack. I may be butchering that name. We'll see. Cut. 103
2: Oh three. Did we say goodbye to Julia, or did we just hang up on her? We
1: did. We hung up on her. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We're 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 running out of time. Julie we're running out of like time. Out. Just goodbye. I love it. Okay.
2: So well, awesome. I also texted them and warned
1: them, so we're good. We're good. Um, Rochelle or Rachel? Can't
2: be Rachel. Yeah, I'm it's not, an S.
1: It's I think it's Rochelle.
2: Rachel. I hope because she's been a challenge to communicate. So we'll see. Yeah. This
1: is the one we'll work hard at. that what you're saying yeah maybe we'll see hopefully not all right she's ringing right
2: Hello. Hi, Rachelle. It's Christy for the CHA Horses in the Morning episode. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. So Jen is on with me, and she is co-hosting with me today and pushing all the buttons to make the magic work. And we are not live, so we can uh, chit-chat a little bit here, and then she'll kind of call me in, count me in to be able to introduce you. So I want to make sure I have your name right. Is it Rachelle Pack? It's Rochelle. Rochelle. Okay,
1: super. Yep. It's one of those tough names. There's hundred and one ways to spell
4: it. <laughs> I know. And then my parents had to be weird and spell it like phonetically, but then if you look at it, it looks really close to Rachel. So I get called a bunch of different things.
1: Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. You have to be you have to be flexible <laughs> and understanding with a name like that. Yes, like.
4: Yeah. Get it. Exactly. No, it's bra- you just learn you learn to um, say yes, even though you're like, Oh, is this person really talking to me or not? And it's like, uh huh, yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to think of it like rah, 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 Rochelle. You know what I mean? Versus Ray <laughs> shell. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, see, you're good. And is it Apple by Healy Attorneys at Law? Is that right? It's Appleby Healy. Appleby. Okay. It's another
1: one. Yeah, Just like Applebee- the restaurant, but spelled different. Yeah.
2: Correct. So I fixed yeah, exactly. that too. Because if I don't phonetically <laughs> spell and what I say out loud, it doesn't work. So, okay. We got it. <laughs> All right.
1: So it sounds like we've got everything in place. Um, if the call gets dropped, okay. Rochelle, just sit tight. We'll call you back, okay? we've It's been a challenging oh, technical okay.
4: day. Okay, just a quick question. Is the part where I, like, answer your questions, is that part live?
2: Nope. Not today. Oh, okay. Everything's recorded, and then we'll send you the recording. Awesome. Yes.
1: Easy peasy. Yeah, if, if uh if you feel like you go off topic or it's like, oh shoot, I didn't want to say it like that, just say so right then and there. Oh, stop there. I want to start at the beginning of that answer because we edit it and it'll oh, be fine. Okay.
4: okay. Awesome. See, that makes me feel so much better. I was so nervous that this is gonna be live and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna say something dumb.
1: <laughs> you won't.
2: You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine.
1: Just forget just forget we're here. It'll be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy stuff. Okay. I'll get everybody counted in here. Right. Three, two, one.
2: We are so excited to have Rochelle Pack on next. She is an attorney at Appleby Healy Attorneys at Law in Ozark, Missouri. She grew up showing raining horses and charlets and red Angus cattle. She has a passion for agriculture and desires to build her legal practice around helping others that are involved in the ag industry. So good morning. How are you?
4: Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys?
2: Good. We're so excited to have you on today. Tell us how everything is today in the Ozarks. How's it going weather-wise?
4: You know, the weather's
2: not too bad. It's a little chilly, but no snow, so you can't really complain. That is good. So tell me a little bit more about your showing of horses and your showing of cattle.
4: Okay. So I, I grew up, I started showing cattle, and I, I always seem to get the crazy ones. So, my my sister also showed. She would get the nice, calm one, and I would always get the one that would run away, drag me down, run away. So, I quickly learned that, hey, showing cattle is not my thing. So, I made a deal with her that she would, you know, she would get them ready. I'd show up, walk them through the arena, and then I'd leave. Um, So, I didn't really get the full showing experience until I started riding horses. So, I started riding when I was about 15. Um, and I just, I fell in love with Rainers and have been loving it since.
2: So are you still showing Rainers?
4: I I like to say that I do. I took some time off whenever I was in law school. So that was a craziness in and of itself. Um, but now that I'm practicing, I feel like I have a little bit more spare time. So I have been getting to ride a little bit here and there.
2: Very good. Well, we're so excited to have you on. We just had Julie Goodnight on talking about New Year's resolutions from kind of a trainer, instructor, barn manager perspective. So now going ahead and jumping in with you from a legal perspective, I think is so important because people don't understand, even if they don't own their barn or teach riding lessons or train horses, you still have some legality when your horse accidentally gets loose and runs into the road um, and could possibly hurt people if they get hit by a car, let alone themselves. So there's kind of legal issues regardless, you know, just in owning horses. So I'm very excited to chat with you today about your New Year's resolutions. And I know that you've given us quite a few here. So let's just jump right in. And uh, we'll start off with your first one. You had put down information about liability waivers. So tell us more about that and what you think that resolution should look like.
4: Absolutely. So I feel like I kind of have to give like the lawyer intro of how, you know, like the information that I'm providing is for general informational purposes only, and I'm not providing specific legal advice. Um, So I just want everybody who is listening to make sure if you have any questions, concerns, or anything like legal, legal related to your, like your practice, make sure you contact an attorney who's like in your jurisdiction, who's very familiar with all of their Like any jurisdictional laws and things like that. So, just want to put that plug out there first. Um, But, liability waivers, I know I am like super guilty of those like terms and conditions, right? They're pages and pages and pages long. So, you just sign your name, right? Like, I have to sign it in order to do it. I think it is so important that both parties, the one who is asking that the liability be waived and the party that is waiving, the liability, knows exactly what it says. So make sure that you know what's in them. Make sure that everybody who's signing them reads them. And um, have everybody in your bond sign one. I also think it's really important um, to mention that if you're just like an individual, you're not a business, but you are providing any sort of equine activity, have a liability waiver. A lot of people think like, oh, I'm just an individual just giving like This one person writing lessons, nothing's ever going to happen. And that's when something always happens. So make sure you have that liability waiver.
2: Great idea. And I love your number two because you know what I just did? I just cleaned my tack room out. So I've already done a New Year's resolution. Yay me. And um, I found really unique things in there that I had forgot I had where pads had fallen down and, you know, stuff was hidden under and then um, I was giving it away to riding students that I know have horses. And I, and they're like, what? You don't want me to buy this? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is stuff that doesn't fit in my program anymore. I don't use it. It's called Pay It Forward and Here You Go. And it felt so good. So your number two is all about inspecting the tack and the equipment. Let's jump right into that one now.
4: Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'm based in Missouri. So a lot of uh, my research is like Missouri law. But this, I'm sure, applies everywhere is if you knew or should have known that the tack or equipment was faulty, you can be held liable. So that should have known is so key. Like when's the last time you went through your tack room and inspected everything? Um, I know some barns, everything's outside. So you get rodents and all of those fancy little creatures that come in. Have they they, chewed through something that you just don't know about? So I think it is super important to put together a schedule, whether it be every month that you just do a quick check and make sure that everything's in working order. Just make sure that you are doing what you can to ensure that all of your tech and equipment is in the safest working condition for everybody involved.
2: And then the next one, those good old posted warning signs. What is your resolution here?
4: So I think I know that I have been guilty of just posting a sign and being like, oh, my duty is done. I've got that sign posted. It's good to go. Um, but you have to maintain them. So I, some barns are outside, you know, they're just secured to the side of the corral and there you go. So I would just make sure that they're not rusted out, make sure that they haven't fallen down. Um, things like that, just make sure that they are close to where the activity is taking place. Um, you know, it is, just posting on your front gate as you pull onto your property close enough? Probably not, but like it probably needs to be really close. So just make sure you have all of those signs posted. The people can read them, they're clearly visible. Um, the text is readable and all of that to make sure that your signs are nice warning signs to everybody who
2: is partaking in the activities. And does it matter from state to state what exactly it's like? You know, I am actually not
4: completely sure about that. I know that um, like in Missouri, we have to have black letters, white background, each letter has to be one inch in height. Um, So on that one, I would just, you know, if you can do a quick search, um, most of the time that law is, like if you just do a quick Google, you can find it, Um, contact an attorney if you guys have any questions just give me a call. My number is area code 417
1: 581. Oh, looks like you, we have to cut. She's gone.
2: Yeah. Okay. Which is probably okay because she probably doesn't want her phone number, anyways. It's no, probably better. No, we don't for, want to do the that. The website or social media. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. So we'll go ahead and let her know that. So
1: let me hang that up. It's probably an easy way to cut, though. Yes, I actually had written down to cut that question out anyway. Good. Because I don't know no is not something as an attorney you want to put out there.
2: Correct. Well, she's <laughs> brand new, right? So we got to help her. Yeah, I
1: agree. Now, and we don't need that one. So we don't we'll need that one. The the, one. The, the the appropriate answer would have been you need to check with your individual state. Correct.
2: <laughs> but she's pretty, like you said, she's new at it. She's right. new at it. Yeah, okay, we'll give her call, a call her back. back. And then I'm just going to tell her we're just going to jump right into number 5. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um go here. I like how different she is from Julie. This is good. Completely different. Yeah. So good. And she's Completely. quick and to the point. Yes. So we'll get done in time. Yes. Yep. All right. Um there. Four, one, seven. It's funny how that worked out because I'm like, oh phone number. Yeah. Oh, And it was the weirdest thing. It's like she faded away. (laughs) Uh Somebody turned the volume down. I think before you count me in, though, I will let her know that when I ask at the end for how listeners can find her, that she should not include her phone number. Yes. Hello? Hi there. I don't know what happened. You disappeared. So we're going to try again here. Yeah, no, (laughs) no problem. So um, one thing, don't provide your phone number. And at the end, when I ask where listeners can find you, be it a website or social media or something like that, but not, you know. Something work related, right? Versus, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, you know, we just want to make sure we keep your privacy good.
4: Yes. Thanks, so I'm thank you.
2: no worries. I'm going to jump right in with number five when Jen counts us back in.
1: Okay. All right, here we go. Three,
2: two, one. So, how about for your next resolution? Do you have anything in regards to a student's ability, a horse's ability? How how do you do all that in regards to lessons? Is there a resolution there?
4: Yeah. So I feel like as an instructor, it's, um, you have to do a good job of making a, like a legal standard would be a reasonable and prudent effort to assess the participant's ability. So have a conversation, kind of visual observation, you know, like, are they a young student who hasn't written very much? You're obviously not going to put them on, you know, like your bucking bronc, right? Like, You visual observations, talk to them about their experience, because ultimately, you know, they may oversell their ability, um, but as an instructor, you kind of have an intuition, okay, I know that this customer would be a good fit for this horse. So I think you just have to be very vigilant in talking to your students, knowing what their ability is before you just pair them
2: up with a horse. I agree so much. I think horse rider combo is one of the hardest things we do as a riding instructor. I remember working in a big barn program once and we had, I mean, a lot of horses, 60, 70 head of horses that we could choose from and having to decide, oh my goodness, I know I have my steady eddies, but I've never even met this person before that I'm going to put on this horse. I wonder which one's going to be the best. So yes, having some sort of a assessment ride is such a good idea. So thank you for that one.
4: Yes, and the other is don't be afraid to make a change, right? Like if it's yes. not a good fit, that doesn't mean you made a bad choice. It's just not a good fit. So make sure that you are willing to
2: be flexible with what horse you pair them up with. That is so good. So how about resolutions around the property as a whole?
4: I think it is always just a good practice. You know, when you put that schedule task of checking your equipment and give your property a quick look over and see if there's anything that could potentially be dangerous that wouldn't be visible to your students. You know, obviously if you're out riding in the field, there's going to be conditions, you know, like there's holes that you're obviously not going to be able to post a sign on every single hole. That's just impossible. But if there's a loose rung on like the the ladder or whatever that you have or the cross tie. One of them is it on visual inspection. It looks fine, but you know, like, Hey, that's actually not good enough. Post a sign up there and make sure that your property is in the best working condition for your students.
2: That's very good. And then how about in regards to those that board horses? Um, Do you have anything in regards for resolutions for them?
4: I think getting written boarding agreements is the best practice. I know some people, you know, they just, Hey, we'll keep your horse. Don't worry about it. But even if it's not in writing, you are creating a legal relationship between the owner of the horse and the person who's boarding the horse. And so I think it is just very important to get everything in writing and try to make those boarding agreements as thorough as possible coming, you know, like Um, emergencies. Are you going to have to wait to contact the owner in order to get a vet to come out? Are you going to have authority to just have the vet come out and then alert the owner? You want to try to make sure that every situation that could pop up is covered for in that agreement.
2: And do you think people should have agreements for other things, like if they lease a horse, things like that too?
4: Absolutely. I think um, leasing is it's kind of complex in and of itself. Who is going to be liable? Is it the person, like if something happens to the horse, is it the owner that's going to be liable? Is it going to be the person who's leasing? What happens if that horse gets out? Who is the, you know, the party that is liable. So I think lease agreements
2: are extremely important. Very good. So where can our listeners find you? What website would work? What social media platform?
4: I believe the only way that they could get a hold of me would be um, on um, applebeehealy.com. If you just Google Applebee Healy, Ozark will pop right up, um, and that would probably be the best way to get a hold of me.
2: Very good. So I just so appreciate you being on and giving us some resolutions from a legal's perspective. I think in the horse industry, we tend to go, yeah, it's all right. It's all going to be fine. And we don't realize <laughs> that it's all fine until it isn't fine. Yeah,
1: exactly. So. It's all fine <laughs> until it's really not fine. Yes.
2: <laughs> so thank you so much for guiding us along this journey in our January month here and giving us some great resolutions.
4: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, Rachelle.
1: Bye. Cool. Some really good ideas there. Um, and a lot of them are so easy to implement.
2: Yes. And some that people don't think about, right? I mean, they're just like, oh, yeah, I guess I go should go check my signs and see if they're even readable anymore. And, since you know, they've been out there. I come across a
1: lot of those because yeah. here in Florida, we have that, um, you have to have the liability sign and every state's different. Right. Um, so everybody has the liability signs in you. So many places you go, it's been there for six years
2: and completely illegible. I don't know if it Correct. counts when it's, it's all, illegible. I don't even know. Like, you know, all the rust has gotten over it, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You're like, oh, people, come on. You could go replace that pretty easily. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Just these little things that just spruce stuff up. Yep, it it looks
1: better and it's going to cover your butt better, which is why it's there, if it's legible and in the right place. Because each state has different specifics about where it's supposed to be, too, I'm sure.
2: That is correct. Every yeah. state is different. And there's still two states in the union that don't require signage at all um, from the standpoint of you don't have to have a – because they don't have a release there. They don't have a liability mm-hmm. release like all the other states do. And that's Massachusetts and California. They're still holding out. Interesting. I did not know yes. that. Yes. 48 have them, and those two do not. Those so. two do not.
1: Well, there we There go. you go. There we yeah. go. Well, for I think we've kind of fresh run out of time today, but great. I mean, this has been a chock-o'-block episode. We really had a lot of stuff today.
2: Very fun show, and I just want everyone to know that this is an interesting day for me. It was the first day of school for my kids. They're literally going in the class today. They're actually going in the high school. How many, how many months has it been since ago, they've been in school? Since March. Wow. And my freshman still felt he was in eighth grade until this morning and he woke up with a nervous jitter. It was cute. Very cute. But in January, you know, really random. And then I am going to be going to a CHA equine facility manager certification tonight. I fly and we start tomorrow morning in Oklahoma at a place called Stormwalker, certifying all of their staff to be equine facility managers. So check out our website if you want to get certified um, or if you want to even audit one in your area. We are definitely getting them put up on the website by March. They should all be up and you know, in a normal year, we do about 80. Uh, last year, we did 20. This year, we're hoping for 40, 60, something like that. But little by little, we're definitely doing them again. And it's always a small group. We we never have more than 10 people. And we're outside with the horses. So it is a great thing to come and do and educate yourself.
1: There we go. And find out all of that and more at cha.horse. Yes. There we go. And you can find links to today's show at horsesinthemorning.com. If you haven't done so already, follow us on social. The Facebook page is Horses in the Morning. And on Twitter, our handle is Horse Radio. And of course, you've already downloaded the app for your iPhone or your Android, we can tell. But for friends of yours who haven't, and they're maybe not so tech savvy, gently and quietly take their phone, go to their app store, and download it and show them how to use it, and they will thank you later. <laughs> there you go. You can also listen to the shows on your favorite podcatcher, iTunes, Spotify, etc. You never have to miss a, miss an episode. And thank you very much to Christy Landwehr, the Certified Horsemanship Association, and Draw It Out Veterinary Strength Liniment for making today's show happen.
2: Thank you, Jen. It was really fun to do the show with you today.
1: It has been. And in honor of Riding Your Horse More as being a great New Year's resolution. We're going to play it out with a little bit of Jared Rogers.
5: City
0: smoke in the air. You can't see it from anywhere. There's a million people driving around, going nowhere. Buildings grew up all around me, but I still got a painted pony. Gonna give her a job, cause she's fat and bored. And I'm gonna ride my horse more. Well, I love to drive my truck. The open road feels pretty good. But just because you can Doesn't mean that you always should And I can hardly breathe Man, this is killing me I'm gonna ride my horse more Mother Nature, she's been beat up But I'd say she's been abused Now even the ocean is black and blue Gasoline just turns to haze And my wallet's on empty anyways Holding the reins is something I can afford So I'm gonna ride my horse more Well I love to drive my truck The open road feels pretty good But just because you can Doesn't mean that you always should And I can hardly breathe Man, this is killing me I'm gonna ride my horse more Got an answer for the problems of today Well, you can find your own solution As for me, I found my way Cause I can hardly breathe